Right then, let's get to our spotlight this morning with Cho Ji-un. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. And we reflect on the passing now of George H.W. Bush, the 41st President of the United States, the father of the 43rd, and has passed away at the age of 94, the date of his passing, November 30th. But um, this is really an opportunity for us on the show to um, shine a spotlight on his life, on his death. Uh, Cho Ji-un, if we begin just with... A little of his background, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, um, he's quite a well-known uh, former president. Uh, he was the 41st president of the United States. He was also a World War II hero who was also the president during the collapse of the Soviet Union and the final months of the Cold War. Um, he died late Friday night at his Houston home. So he was actually the son of a senator, the father of a president. And so he rose through the political ranks um, from congressman to U.N. ambassador, Republican Party chairman to envoy to China, CIA director to two-term vice president under the hugely popular former president Ronald Reagan. Um, He lost his bid for re-election to Bill Clinton in a campaign in which uh, businessman H. Rose Perot took almost 19% of the vote as an independent candidate. Uh, Still, he lived to see his son, George W. Bush, twice elected to the presidency. So the 43rd president, George W. Bush, issued a statement on Friday following his father's death, saying that the elder Bush was, quote, a man of the highest character. So many things we could say, but Mm -hmm. what is remarkable to me is the nature of that re-election Mm. attempt Mm -hmm. and having an independent candidate that took so many of the votes. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that um, the late President Bush is considered in such high regard Mm, mm. um, still. Tell us a bit more about his earlier life, though, before he reached that presidency. Yes, well, he he descended from a governor of the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland and from a U.S. senator. Um, So he came from a a world of politics and a family of politics. Uh, This was this world which uh, he came into, and he had an easy social grace uh, imparted by the Greenwich Country Day School Andover and Yale. So he also had that line of education that was supposed to be for politicians. And then he enlisted on his 18th birthday and uh, promptly became the Navy's second youngest commissioned aviator. And after Yale, he spurned a Wall Street career and with his wife uh, then headed over for the West Texas oil patch. But he took Wall Street with him in the form of the connections and the capital that helped launch the the Bush Overbay uh, Oil Development Company. And then business success brought him to Houston. And then he said he had a sense of boredom with business, which brought him to politics. He was 39 when he announced that he would seek the Republican nomination to oppose Senator Ralph Yarborough in 1964. And fast-forwarding a couple of years, uh, seeking the 1980 Republican presidential nomination, Bush ran as the moderate alternative to Ronald Reagan, who then nevertheless uh, positioned Bush as his vice president for a 1988 candidacy. Many people will have either forgotten or maybe not been aware in the first place Mm -hmm. how dangerous 
the world was when Bush became president in 1989 after those eight years as Ronald Reagan's understudy. Yes. And in Moscow, Mikhail Gorbachev promised openness and reform. But exactly what this meant for the shape of the world was unclear. And President Ronald Reagan famously called on the Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down this wall, or the Berlin Wall. But the wall actually came down early in the presidency of George H.W. Bush in November 1989. Um, The changes really came fast and furiously, and within less than a year, the Soviets pulled out of Afghanistan, Chinese soldiers massacred protesters in the Chanamun Scare, Uh, communist governments fell in Poland, Hungary, East Germany, Czechoslovakia, and Romania, and the Berlin Wall came down. So during his four years in office, uh, Bush, or the elder Bush, presided over the end of the Cold War. He was president during the reunification of the East and West Germany, uh, the dissolution of the Warsaw Pact alliance, and the withdrawal of Soviet forces from Afghanistan in February 1989. Um, This was shortly after he took office on January 20th, 1989. And the Iraq crisis of 1990 to 1991 brought out all the skills that Bush had honed in a quarter century of politics and public service. After Iraq evaded Kuwait in August 1990, Bush quickly began building an international military coalition that included other Arab states. And after winning the United Nations support, and a green light from uh, quite a reluctant Congress, Bush unleashed a punishing air war against Iraq and a five-day ground juggernaut that sent Iraqi forces uh, reeling in disarray back to Baghdad. And he basked in the biggest outpouring of patriotism and pride in America's military since World War II, and his approval ratings at the time soared to nearly 90%. And then on July 31st, uh, weeks before the failed August coup against Gorbachev, Bush signed the START-1 treaty in Moscow. And the agreement introduced major reductions in the U.S. and Soviet strategic nuclear arsenals. Uh, The following day, on August 1st, 1991, Bush gave a speech in Ukraine where he warned against uh, suicidal nationalism. And at that time, it would have been difficult to predict that the USSR would really collapse so rapidly and relatively peacefully. What's amazing, and we could do a whole other segment on this, is is the Mm. rise of Clinton and how um, that 90% approval rating turned somehow into the (laughs) re-election defeat. But Mm -hmm. the presidency saw another symbolic milestone in the end of the Cold War arms race, the end of U.S. nuclear weapons testing. Yes. Uh, On September 23rd, 1992, the United States conducted its last underground nuclear weapons test at the Nevada test site. Uh, The end of the Cold War at first seemed to reduce the prospect of this uh, so-called nuclear Armageddon. But nuclear dangers did persist. Arrivals, India and Pakistan tested the nuclear devices in 1998, provoking global outcry. And, of course, uh, it was around that time when North Korea also joined the nuclear-armed club. 
And Russia and the United States are kind of now locked in a new phase of nuclear rivalry. President George W. Bush in late 2001 announced a decision to withdraw from the anti-ballistic missile treaty, a move that really infuriated Russian President Vladimir Putin. And then more recently, uh, President Donald Trump announced his intention to withdraw the U.S. from the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, uh, another landmark arms control agreement. And Donald Trump stands in the office mm. that we're holding in such high regard as a legacy here. He spent years deriding Um, Mm -hmm. what George H.W. Bush stood for. Set aside, though, differences in politics to honour this iconic American and and former president a day after his death. Yes, uh, Trump declared a day of national mourning and ordered American flags to be flown at half-staff for uh, 30 days to honour this man of, quote, sound judgment, common sense and unflappable leadership. Uh, The president and first lady Melania Trump added that Bush had quote, inspired generations of his fellow Americans to public service. And the White House announced on Saturday that the Trumps would attend a state funeral for the former president at the Washington's National Cathedral. Um, This was actually a reversal from earlier this year when the president was pointedly not invited to the funeral of former First Lady Barbara Bush. Um, the family matriarch and the late president's wife of 73 years. Um, at the time, it was only Melania Trump who in- uh, who attended. Yeah, and that's a whole other chapter, isn't <laughs> yes. it? The, the, the story of um, this former president and his mm-hmm. wife who passed away relatively recently. Yes. Um, so how will the funeral for the former president itself be held? Well, Mr. Bush will be buried at his uh, presidential library in College Station, Texas. And uh, President Trump will designate Wednesday as a National Day of Mourning. Um, This was announced by the White House Press Secretary, Sarah Sanders. Um, The White House has already lowered its flag in honor of the former president. Um, The White House also issued a proclamation ordering that the American flag... uh, as I mentioned, be flown at half-staff at the White House and all uh, public buildings and grounds, at all military posts and naval stations, on all naval vessels, and at U.S. consulates and embassies abroad for 30 days as well. And uh, former President Bush is expected to lie in state at the Capitol before his funeral. Um, The exact dates and times for the ceremonies in Texas and in Washington are not yet available. Um, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell announced that his body will lie in state in the Capitol from December 3rd at 5 p.m. to the 5th at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Gian, thank you very much for your spotlight this morning. Thank you, Alex. And that just about brings a close to our show. Just a quick note for you. If you are heading out on the subway this morning, uh, Line 9 has got a brand new extension that opened up over the weekend, but this is the first weekday for that to be tested. Uh, Hopefully in time it will result in a better service, but you might find that things are a little crowded and you know things going through some teething issues, so be aware of that this morning. And have a great day. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05. We've got Inside Korea coming up next after your latest news headlines. Thank you.